Journey to Earth explores health, wellness, and the best ways to increase longevity through uncharted expeditions and adventures. My name's Mark DeLuca. I'm an explorer, researcher, and humbled to be called a technology leader. Here is the Journey to Earth podcast. Hello, everybody. As you just heard, we are sitting here in the forest on a research expedition looking into forest fires. This research has taken a little longer than expected. Because of that, we're going to reach into our podcast episode vault. This particular one that we're going to go back and listen to is an episode that we recorded with a very close friend and special guest of mine. Her name is Monica. She is an expert in meditation At the time, I had the opportunity to travel with her into the forest for a meditation and tea ceremony. So I know that you will really enjoy this episode. Now, with the current research that we are conducting, as I said, we're taking a look at forest fires, how they are happening, and why in the past decade to century, we are seeing forest fires double in terms of frequency and intensity. We want to know what can be done to stop them and also what type of long-term damage a forest fire leaves behind. So to do that, we're using technology to help us and we're having a blast out here doing this. I know once we're able to release this episode, all of our listeners will enjoy it. Research suggests that spending time in the wilderness can have almost the same effect as meditation. All it takes is 20 minutes a day in the wild outdoors. Meditation and exposure to wilderness can change how your neurons function in your brain, increase health, wellness, and improve your overall nervous system. Before I meet up with Monica, I want to do some exploring of my own in the wilderness. I need to get my headspace right. As I hike down into the valley of the mountains, I think back to why I wanted to research meditation. What does meditation do to the brain? To better understand, I researched the effects of meditation by analyzing brain scans. I reviewed one scan for a person that has meditated for several years. The other is for a person that has never meditated before. The findings are interesting. The scan for the person that has meditated for several years shows they can access sustained brainwave frequencies between 32 and 100 hertz for a longer duration. This is important because the frequency identifies as gamma brainwaves. Gamma brainwaves are directly associated to enhanced cognitive function such as problem solving, creativity, innovation, and overall happiness. Researchers also suggest that gamma brainwaves allow different parts of the brain to communicate and function together. This may just be the reason for enhanced cognitive function. Monica and I have never met before today. When we introduce ourselves, I can tell right away that she has a welcoming personality. It feels like we have known each other for years. Although snow is on the ground, it's a warm enough day for us to meditate outdoors. Monica tells me she wants to share one of her most favorite places with me. After a short hike, we make it to the edge of the forest. 
a big, beautiful tree sprawls out of the ground right in front of us. It's almost as though the nature intended for this tree to be the entry gate into the forest. I observe Monica reach out and touch the tree. It feels like they are communicating to one another. She places a flower at the base of the tree. I realize that this is her way to thank the forest for allowing us to visit. We are guests and I'm thankful to be invited in. After a short walk, we arrive at an enchanted location. I hear the roaring of a small river that flows a few feet away. As I look up, I find we are underneath a canopy of entangled trees. I'm in the wilderness. Monica lays out a blanket and we take position, preparing to meditate. I watch as she prepares a clay teapot and drinking bowls. Monica teaches me what we are about to do. I visualize how Monica looks like an artist, painting her masterpiece. She spreads flower petals around the drinking bowls and blesses this very moment. I close my eyes and listen as Monica slows the spin of the world. My focus is shifted toward the very moment. Deep, slow breath in, hold, and slow breath out. Breath work is something that I have practiced intimately. I know just how powerful it is, and Monica understands how to harness its full potential. At around the 15-minute mark, I feel my brainwaves change. This is the pinnacle of meditation. My eyelids begin to move rapidly. I feel absolute clarity of the mind. A sudden burst of happiness explodes through my mind. This journey is special. Each meditation practice is unique to the individual person. With that being said, I will not share too many details. This is something that you must experience yourself. After our meditation practice, Monica pours tea. We sit in absolute silence, enjoying three rounds each. I think about how everyone needs to experience this. If you are interested, at the end of this article, I provide information about how you can connect with Monica. I highly recommend it. After our practice, we sat and talked for a few minutes. Shh, you hear that? That is the sound of the outdoors. If you're like me, you love adventure and the wilderness. During this meditation exploration, we designed and released a brand new t-shirt that really embraces the essence of what living in the wilderness is all about. It's only $19.99. The link is in today's show notes. And all proceeds help support our research. So how long have you been practicing meditation for? And how did you get started? Mm, about six years. I got started when I went to yoga. So I previously did Ironman's Ironman triathlon so really <laughs> not just regular triathlon but yeah I thought I needed to do full Ironman's um, so for years I trained about 25 hours a week and had a full-time job and really um, was really into it for a number of years and then uh, my body started to give way and I tore my meniscus and had a surgery and I kind of 
was at a same place similar to what you were saying at a crossroads and I was a little bit like concerned like you know what am I doing to my body and I might want to take better care of it so when I'm older I can like climb up a mountain if I want to <laughs> um, and all my friends were just having like surgeries knee surgeries and shoulder surgeries and then they just kept going um, so I slowed down and I started going to yoga and right away found the same clarity that you found where things just really became clear and there was a just a sense that everything kind of came together and so I signed up for yoga teacher training right away and it was a pretty intense program and through that I learned how to meditate we had a meditation teacher and I really resonated a little more with the meditation aspects more so than the yoga even though it's kind of one in the same just a different form I feel um, yeah so when that kind of clicked for me I was yeah, yeah it was it became a daily practice yeah. and I really started down my path at that time That's yeah the mind's amazing how it can block yeah block things to I, I guess self-preserve and protect um, so yeah I, I think it was my way of um, running from myself and I didn't really know what I was running yeah. for at the time but then you know it's like life is lived backwards so I feel yeah. like later it all makes sense um, so I was actually really grateful that I was started getting injured slowed down because yeah. turning you know this within was the best thing I ever did yeah why is finding connection between self and spirituality through meditation so important to health yeah so um is the most important I feel um, yeah if you're not connected to yourself I would ask who are you connected to yeah. um, so most of us were kind of taught and told who we were from a very young age um, so for me meditating and for a lot of people it's remembering who you actually are under all the the layers, the stories, and the identifications. Um, so yeah, it's extremely important to connect to yourself yeah. so you know who you are, because yeah. if not, it's like there's a saying with that, the world will tell you who you are if you don't know who you are. Yeah. Someone will happily put you in your place. Um, so yeah, it's extremely important, and it's important to our health because you know that's where our fulfillment comes from, when we're actually full inside then we experience it outside um but if not i feel like you kind of fall into unfortunately what many of us in the west where you might be married and have a big house and have children and have this wonderful job but you're not really fulfilled you're not really happy you're not really at peace i agree with that yeah. um so like yeah it's very desirable to be connected to yourself and also your your spirituality whatever that means to you so you have that creative like you were speaking of like that to me is is spirit and it is it's flowing through you and it's how it wants to flow some people it's writing books and it might be poetry or traveling and doing podcasts um, tea ceremony so it comes through people in a different way but it's almost like the duty is to just remove the blocks the path within and then yeah. let it like flow through so I think it's the most important thing we can do is connect to self and you know within that is our is our spirit um you know we're all we want to embody it to be like body mind spirit as one yeah not separate like it's not outside of us 
I like that. that makes That's sense. a really good answer. So, are you familiar with a guy by the name of Wim Hof? Mm-hmm. Are you really? Mm-hmm. I, okay, so oh, yeah. I don't know <laughs> if you. He's pretty popular. I don't know if you practice. Have you ever done cold water immersion? I have um, a few times. Okay, yes. so I practice this religiously, uh, um, and it's something. And when I say re- I just started this year, you're in 2021, so I've now done it for maybe four or five months, right? But it's something I do every day, mm-hmm. um, and then once a week I'll typically do some type of ice bath, um, and. I've done a lot of research on it. Um, we're going to actually travel to to a location and go through the entire process here soon. But um, I guess that leads me into a question: Do you think we can control our nervous system or cellular system with meditation? Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so you think, for example, something I found really fascinating, and I don't when you meditate, and again, I'm. I still consider myself very new at meditation. Um, a mantra, right? Am I pronouncing that mm-hmm, correctly? Mm-hmm. Do you typically meditate with the mantra? Um, no, but that's how I first started, okay. actually. Interestingly so, enough, really? I was given like a mantra that would have been my birth mantra. Mm-hmm. So there's, it's kind of like the same as astrology in a way where yeah. you have like a natal chart. So there was a mantra that was given to me by my meditation teacher so really? that's how I learned um, to meditate but it's, it's like different avenues for yeah. the, the same thing should children learn and practice meditation I think yeah as soon as possible um, even before we would think it would be the right time even if they're not talking yeah. yet I think just exposing them to, I think a lot of it is connecting them to them, their selves, and teaching them young. So with my daughter, I would, I have her still to this day, but when we started, when she was around three and four, I would ask her to check into her, her tree, which is a metaphor for her heart. Mm-hmm. So we would get quiet and just for a few moments, it doesn't have to be long, um, I would just say, let's check in with your tree. And then does it need anything? Yeah. Does it need water? Does it need sun? How does it look? Is yeah. there parts of it that are dying? Does it have any fruit? Um, so I think just keeping it very simple with children and not having any rules or expectations um, and making it kind of like fun, yeah. but keeping them... My idea with her is to keep her connected to herself as young as possible and not to lose it. Right. And. You know, I can't imagine, you know, how beneficial that would be to a, a child when, you know, they're you know they're going through the typical life stressors, but now they know how to self-reflect, or to you know through meditation and just how much that would actually help out many kids. It's really fascinating. Yeah, and I think too, remembering uh, meditation can come through anything, and so when we speak of it, we always think of you know like someone sitting quietly in the forest with yeah. their eyes closed. Um, but meditation, especially for children, can be just a walk in nature. It can be creativity using their hands. Um, I mean, the hands are an extension of our heart. Yeah. And so I think bringing anything back to that heart space, creativity, music, singing. So even though these things might not seem like meditation, but um, they are, especially for children. So even singing like positive mantra-based songs, there's so much mantra out there and there's some that are more fun for children. Like, that could be enough for them. Yeah. Um, so we don't almost need to, like, train them 
yeah. <laughs> how to meditate. Some children might, but I find that if you make it fun and creative, and they learn the best from us. So yeah. like whoever, their parents, teachers, what they see us doing and how we're actually living and coping with our life is gonna really bring them to that state of awareness yeah. more so than us kind of teaching like oh it'd be so great if they learn this it would but then like really they're just always watching and learning so yeah. like the more I would just turn it back within us like the better we are with living our yoga is how I would say it the origin of meditation much like consciousness is shrouded in mystery versions vary slightly depending upon culture and religion we have found written records from India dating back to 1500 BCE. The practice is known as training the mind. The written records indicate Hindu descent. There have also been written records sharing century-old Chinese meditation techniques dating back to the 3rd century BC. Something that should also be mentioned are the select few leaders, such as Buddha, who are credited with sharing and further developing self-fulfilling practice. In considering the totality of everything, it's likely that meditation originated around the 3rd century BC. Prior to that, meditation was likely indirectly practiced without knowing it. We see the common seated meditation position that we are familiar with today documented through wall paintings. The creation of these paintings suggests a date of 3500 BC. To understand how the brain works during a meditative state, we conducted research that analyzes brain activity before, during, and after. What has been discovered through extensive study is that meditation positively impacts attention and emotion. The how relates to the activity change within a person's neural pathways. It is possible to hack our brain frequencies and allow us to access a peak mental state. Imagine unlocking your most advanced creative and advanced cognitive abilities. I hope you enjoyed that very special episode with Monica. I look forward to having the opportunity to connect and visit her in the very near future. So we have lots of very incredible research that will be released very soon. Until the next episode, everybody take care, stay safe.